0: Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Copey listening to Mad Love. What's going on? I gotta be honest with you. This year is flying by. We're already into May. We're almost out of May. What do we got? Two more weeks left. So, wow. Things are going so quickly. And I was naive in thinking that I was going to be able to uh, expand this podcast and do all this other stuff while I was also working full time and uh, still running my company. Uh, So, you know, that's my fault. I, uh, I I just feel like I can do more than I can actually do. And when you get overwhelmed, you don't realize you're overwhelmed. One time I fell down some steps. This is interesting to me because it was so strange. I was in college, so I was young. So the body was uh, gonna bounce back. But I, I was babysitting. And I was at my sister's apartment. She had a like a flight of wrought iron stair steps in the back, like a stairwell. And it was outside. And in the course of the evening, during the course of the evening, it, uh, iced. So it was like, you walked out, you didn't really see it, but it was there. It was like black ice. So <laughs> she gets home and I'm like, okay, good night. And I hit the top step and I don't remember anything else. I went from the top step down about 20, steps on my back and butt and the only thing that stopped me was you know the turn the landing uh to go down the next set of steps (laughs) so I fell my glasses flew off she looks down and she sees that my glasses landed right next to me didn't break or anything uh and she goes Judy you know like yeah she's like are you all right and I'm like yeah then The next thing I heard was ah, ha, 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 ha. so the moral of that story is, um, no, yeah, she did laugh, she laughed in the night, and, and I remember it because it echoed because it was a night, it was quiet, and I was like, Great, thanks. Um, but what I'm saying is, that's how my life has been, and I didn't realize it because <laughs> I didn't realize every step I remember thinking, Oh, I'm gonna stop, oh, I'm gonna not slide down 20 steps. I'm surely about to stop every step I felt that way. And so that's the way this year has felt for me. Oh, it's about to slow down. Oh, surely it won't stay like this. Oh, I can't go on like this. Up, oh, it's gonna. Okay. So yeah, that's what my life has felt like falling down those steps. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that stayed consistent. I know that everything is coming together i i feel things coming together uh i'm getting responses from people i used to not get responses from uh i have people out working for me believing in me um i it's just incredible i i definitely feel like the tide is turning i'm super thankful for all the people who listen uh to any parts of this podcast, as many old time listeners know, I had a quite a significant uh, health scare uh, a few years ago, and everything about my life has changed from there. It was the worst and the best thing that ever happened to me all at the same time. And so a big chunk of why I'm so focused and no nonsense and driven, like I've always been that way. But a big chunk of why I'm so relentless about the points I make is because we don't have a ton of time to fix things. You know, um, I'm going to be 50 this year. Whoa, yeah, I'm going to be 50. And I almost didn't make it. I almost didn't make 42. Uh, Medically, I shouldn't have made 42. My doctors were gloom and doom and they were not, um, optimistic, (laughs) but I knew something that they didn't. And, uh, you know, I just, I want people to understand you don't have this unlimited amount of time. I mean, they sell you on, Hey, you can be limitless and you, you can in your brain, but time is still marching on and you just don't have forever to to make an impact on this planet. And so when I say things about making sure you have a sound financial structure before you start having children or make a plan, think about who you're going to uh, have children with, think about maybe getting married and setting up some sort of financial structure so you can give the best to your children. I'm not saying that to be mean or judge anybody I'm saying that because that's going to be easier than struggle nation and so we live in this weird part of history and maybe it's been like this at times and I wasn't aware of it but where no one seems to want to be accountable for their decisions you know it's like you when you do things and when you make up your mind that's a choice and a choice is part of your destiny you know decisions equal destiny so you know it's okay to do something once. Say you're 19, you you get pregnant, you wanted to be a nurse, but, you know, instead of finishing nursing school, you get pregnant by some other guy. That doesn't work out But you meet somebody else and you want to have his baby. So now you got three kids by three different people. You never finished your nursing school. I mean, those are all choices. And that happens all the time. And it's not about anybody judging you or looking down on you. But if you want a good life, you've got to make good life choices. See what I'm saying? you got to make the connection. I didn't have kids. And this is no disrespect to anybody, but I was looking around at who wanted to have a family with me. And I just didn't see how it would work financially. And maybe that's me. Maybe that's cold. It probably is cold. But I didn't have any romantic notions about childhood because or having children because I had been so heavily involved with single moms and people who who really were invested in their kids it takes a lot and I wanted a partner I wanted someone who could be there not only emotionally and spiritually but hey partner come with some cash (laughs) you know that's just the way I feel about it I didn't want to have kids without giving them the the quality of life that I had at least and I was working full-time and I was like if you can't be working full-time and contributing in some visible way I don't want to be struggling you know So that was my journey and those were my choices and I'm fine with it. I really am. And I feel like, you know, we live in a world where people just, you know, you want to lose 50 pounds, but you want to eat cake and ice cream every night. How? And then when you ask them about it, they're like, well, stuff I eat, it just don't, I can't hardly get to the gym. And then, but wait, you stop eating like that and go for a walk. (laughs) You know, you don't have to do something, uh, you don't have to do some amazing regimen, you know. I just feel like there's some sort of weird disconnect between what we do and say and our accountability for those things. And then then complain about the way our lives look. And uh, that's kind of what I, I'm just kind of doubling back on what I was saying yesterday. You know, I, I get accused of being harsh, but I'm just being realistic. And I hate the word realistic, but I'm being honest. Um... You got to take accountability for your decisions whether you're having a bunch of kids that you can't really afford or if you're out here doing something else that doesn't seem to make sense like, you know, driving 130 miles an hour down a regular street and crashing and killing somebody. You know, and you live and then you killed somebody's granny. You know, like what's what what is that? You know, I just you got to make good decisions. And part of making good decisions is being honest about where you are, who you are, what your strengths are, and setting yourself up to succeed and not setting yourself up to fail, basically. You know, if you're an alcoholic, don't go hang out with your old friends who are all alcoholics. That's not smart, you know? So there's so many opportunities out here, and I think somehow we've gotten misguided. You can be a plumber, you can be an HVAC person, you can be a barber, you can be a nurse. Those are all lucrative careers. You just got to get up and go to work. You got to get up and go to work. I have a nephew who supervises staff and hotels. This is a true story. Somebody sent him a text and said, I won't be at work today. I had an abortion and it's not going good. Okay, don't text that to your boss. And secondly, you know, how about just saying you don't feel well? And thirdly, now you live in Missouri, you probably won't be able to use that as an excuse anymore. So, I don't know. I just feel like we can be better. We can do better. We just got to make better decisions and be more engaged in who we are trying to be. And if you say you want to be something, then be that. Go do it. You can change. You can change your mind. You can change your environment. I just feel like sometimes, especially in a city like St. Louis, where there's not a ton of examples available to you. Here's the thing about St. Louis. You can live here and never see uh, certain people. Like if you, if you live in a certain neighborhood, you could never leave that area and you can work, live comfortably, have a great life and never know that there's abject poverty maybe like 15 minutes away. That's the way they've set this city up. And so conversely, if you live in the abject poverty, you could spend your life not knowing that there are people with a lot of money who never struggle, who never seem to be worried about anything, go to great schools uh, and have a good life. And initially you'll think it's all, you know, black versus white, but there are a lot of black people living like that too. They just are covert about it. But you could you could literally live in St. Louis and be poor and never see another not poor person, and conversely, you could be rich and never see another not rich person. And then there's uh, a lovely space that's somewhere in the middle, <laughs> <laughs> and you see them both. You look at the rich, you look at the poor, and you're just like, I gotta keep it moving. Gotta keep it moving. Happy Monday. Yeah,